0: Good evening everyone and welcome to another episode of the Golden Goal Fantasy Football Podcast. This week I'm very pleased to say that I'm going to be talking Sky Sports Fantasy Football joined by my good mate Sam. How are you doing mate? It's good to see you. Good mate. Feels like a little rerun this doesn't it? It does. Um, we don't do this live and thankfully we don't because um, we probably spent about five minutes talking and I didn't press record. So rookie error from me there. You can all You can all laugh at me.
1: Round two. Yeah, all, all good, my end. Thanks, mate.
0: All good. Um, yeah, we've already said this, but um, just a quick, are you able to give the viewers <laughs> just a quick run through of how you're getting on in Sky, mate?
1: Well, they didn't hear it a minute ago on the non recorded version. Yeah, uh, I'm just saying uh, much of a muchness, really, kind of around, well, actually, six, five minutes ago, I was about four and a half K. I've now looked and I'm 3.9 K. So it shows how, how, how condensed the points are. Um, Mr. McAllister kind of, I wouldn't say haul, but bonus haul um, on that single versus Brentford. I had trossards, it was a bit frustrating, but had an all right weekend, um, not having to make too many moves, um, pretty much sat on my hands. I think I made one, uh, Madison to to Foden with kind of City looking pretty good and Foden looking decent. Um, Moving forward, as I said, 3.9K, half half decent amount of um, transfers in hand and just really sticking to the plan. Just saying, weren't we, that it's quite difficult to gauge really where you're at with so many people uh, on Sky just burning through transfers. So I'm just very much keeping um, what I'd think uh, a calm head and and just sticking to, to my game. And hopefully opportunities will, will show themselves as the weeks go on and people run out of moves and um, sort of come to the fore.
0: Yeah, I'm just going to pull up the average transfer remaining stats because I'm pretty sure Sky shared those today. They did, uh, and mate. And did Oh, today, did they? Yeah, or something like that, but they didn't... Um, right. Yeah, it wasn't long ago, was it? But they didn't um, do it in time for me to get the video ready, so I'm just going to have to run through them. But yeah, in terms of my team, it um, might be worth if you could have a look, mate, while I just talk through my team. Yeah, but, of course um, you can. I'm in one of my teams in 8K with 39 transfers, and i got another one in 5K with the same number. Yeah. Um, the reason they're so different is one team had Trossard in it and the other team had McAllister in it. I thought I'd pick both options um, you know, across my A and B team because it felt like that kind of split captaincy decision to do that with. And yeah, one team's reaped the rewards of McAllister. The only problem I have is in my lesser ranked, well my better team, I don't currently have Mo Salah. Um, so I'm going to have to use another transfer to bring him in tomorrow because I've currently got Harry Kane. But um, I just think you need to go to. It just feels like you need to go to Mo Salah, doesn't it, for for tomorrow's uh, game against West Ham.
1: Yeah, I mean, now he's sort of he's since the Rangers game when he came on, he's been moved up top and into like a four four two Liverpool, and he's looked. I mean, that was a complete performance versus City. He bullied them to death, didn't he? And he got the goal, and had it not been for an excellent Edison save, he would have probably had another one. And then, if that not being for Darwin Nunez's extreme madness on that three for one, it could have been a hat trick. Um, I feel like, and I think most fantasy players will think this: when Salah starts to look good, he's pretty indispensable, right? So, I think there'd be a lot on to Clambering to get him back in. I've I, I've held him all the way through. Um, don't know if that's Liverpool bias or just kind of I've been expecting him to to eventually come good. Um, I don't know, but. I'm in the not so unfortunate position of having to bring him back in, um, which I knew would be inevitable. I've yeah. got those um, transfer stats actually, Tom. Do you want me to run through them? Yeah, go for it, mate. That uh, was four days ago, so obviously stuff will have happened since okay. then. But the top ten are
0: fifteen left. So, <laughs> so uh, that's, they've used thirty-five go, of their fifty. It's you, insane, isn't it?
1: I was going to say you're three times the amount. You know, or just under, or whatever. Top hundred twenty two, so a little bit healthier. Top foul twenty seven point nine and the top five foul thirty one point eight. So we're both comfortably, comfortably above yeah. um the averages there, which is what we'd expect to be um so far.
0: Yeah, nice one. Um what I thought we'd do in this episode is well, I've already gone through this again, but quickly go through the fixtures that have been played this game week. Um, yeah, we've, we're recording this on the Tuesday. So the two games going on at the moment are Brentford and not Brentford, Nottingham <coughs> Forest in Brighton and Crystal Palace in Wolves. So we can't talk about those because they're currently happening and probably be out of date by the time they finished. Um, and then we've got the remaining fixtures for this game week and next to talk through as well, because it's all happening thick and fast. Um, so, yeah, first up, I thought I'd just run through the game week 11 fixtures that have already been played. Um, First up being Brentford and Brighton that was played on Friday. Um, I'm just pulling up FF stuff to see if there are any outstanding players. I think one observation about Brighton, I know they lost the game 2-0, but there were four players for Brighton that got passing bonus. So the Dunk and the Websters of the world, they seem to be getting passing bonus pretty much every game now. Um, And Casado and McAllister both came away with passing bonus as well. So it, it looks like... The centre backs and the centre midfielders are picking up passing bonus quite regularly for Brighton now.
1: Yeah, and if I I know that this is gonna kind of be irrelevant, but you know, it's nearly half time in the Brighton not a uh, not forest game and Foutman, Dunk, Webster, Casado and McAllister are all either halfway there or over over halfway there to bonus already. So um you know, it sort of bodes well that they're starting to string kind of that possession-based football together. And we talked about it the other week, didn't we, saying that if they do return to passing, that any of those back kind of three or four um, and Casado would be really, really good options for Brighton uh, moving forward because they're very nicely priced
0: um yeah, obviously Tony with the brace and Raya, I think looks like he made seven saves and kept a clean sheet, so nice little haul from a couple of Brentford players there. But yeah, yeah I, I know you yourself you were saying you went Trossard, but I think those that, that had McAllister will be will be happy to come away with the nine pointer. Yeah, he seems like a, I think he'll be a popular pick
1: um in the overhaul for bonus. Um he's like he looks on for it tonight as well so far. Um yeah, Trossard said. he I, I knew he—he's one of those players, isn't it? Where it's feast or famine. Um, we're just hoping this evening that, as Trossard owners, that he will um, get some half decent returns. So we'll, we'll we'll see what happens in that second half. Um, quite happy to
0: hold him for for tonight. And just running through the fixtures on the Saturday, I'll just call off some headlines that I'm seeing in the stats, um, mm-hmm. in the Leicester Palace game. All of the centre-backs got passing bonus for both teams. Um, Madison was my main talking point of that game. I own him in a couple of other fantasy games um, and he needed to behave himself in this game and not get a yellow card and he took a dive in the 94th minute and got booked. So I'm sure I'm not alone in being frustrated with him there. No, I've got him in all formats as well, mate, so at least we can say the better there um Fulham Bournemouth saves bonus for Leno and then Diop and Reem both came away with passing bonus. I'm not sure that's a regular thing with Fulham it might have just been the way that they set up the Bournemouth. Um and then there was a tackle bonus and an assist for Billing as well which is of interest. No yeah, he's re- kind of he ticked over a little bit has not he Billing. He's not too bad. I think you get what you pay for with with him. Um I think just the sheer size of him he's he's a threat pretty much in any league like he could cause anyone problems I think.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I'm just looking at Wolves Forest, no passing bonus at all in that game um, and a few bits of tackles, well Neves with shots bonus obviously scored the penalty to win the game and then Yates for Forest with tackles but that's really all there was to note um, and then moving Not on, Not much exciting
1: from either team there is there?
0: No sweet FA really and Henderson that was my last game with Dean Henderson in my team as well, um, I'm very pleased to be rid of him now He wasn't Mm -hmm. quite as good as I I thought he'd be. Um, And then the Spurs-Everton game. Um, The three Spurs centre-backs each picked up passing bonus. Um, Obviously, Harry Kane with his goal and saves bonus for Pickford, but that's expected when Spurs had as many shots as they did. Um, So, that's the Saturday. I think the main talking point on the first Sunday game, Villa v Chelsea, mate. I, um, I just had a feeling that Kepa is now the first choice keeper for Chelsea. I don't know if you watched the game, but he was unbelievable, mate. Like Some of the saves he was making, it reminded me of David De Gea when he was in his prime for United. Like He was an absolute wall. It was ridiculous.
1: Yeah, we were discussing it beforehand, weren't we? I think I'd I'd stuck it on my um, back burner a couple of weeks ago as a potential move, especially at 6-6. And then actually, I think chucked it in the chat and then bottled it and you were firmly on it, Dan was firmly on it, a few others were. And I, my decision was just wanting to wait um, till Mendy was back to sea, whereas I think you just thought it's quite a risk-averse move, really, at 6-6. Six, six. You can always ship him on, um, and the upside's fairly good. And you were re- rewarded, mate, instantly, weren't you?
0: Yeah, and I think I've got a keeper right up until overhaul now. Um, yeah, but I think another oh. alternative might have presented itself in the Leeds and Arsenal game. Ramsdale came away with an absolute haul in that one—clean uh, sheet, saves, bonus, and Bamford missed a penalty. Um, so yeah, Ramsdale got a nice little haul in that one. And I also think with the quality of Arsenal's fixtures up until the overhaul, he's a perfectly decent replacement for Henderson yeah. as well he's on
1: my he's on my watch list i'm just got to make it fit financially because obviously i've got henderson in so a lot of the money's outfield but um i think i've done that move on on fpl um martinez or whoever i had i can't remember who i had um invert for, for ramsdale um you're absolutely right nice fixtures good goalkeeper
0: kind and yeah. of makes sense and also some are flying they're doing really well they're looking really solid so there's nothing not to like there to be honest with you yeah, and Saliba proven his worth once again. 82 passes. Well, Being I don't know how he mate. got a clean sheet in that game because they had two penalties leads. One was missed and one was removed for VAR. So, yeah. Yeah. I feel lucky to have that clean sheet, but I'll definitely take it. Yeah, agreed. United, Newcastle, not much to note. I guess quite a few might have Nick Pope in goal. Obviously, clean sheet for him. Or Trippier. Or Trippier, yeah. Good show. I've um, actually got... I've got Shah in there
1: at 7 mil. Um, I don't think he'd be a typical I think he's actually quite nicely priced and he's picked up a bit of bonus, Newcastle look for, pretty
0: solid, he can also be a goal threat can't he? Yeah, um, that's, that's a real comment about Shah, he's got oh, he's up there when you see all the models he's like right up there with Perisic in terms of goal threat for defenders, he's pretty ridiculous to be honest
1: Yeah, so
0: at 7 mil he was a replacement for, for
1: Fana um, so that was his first return for me, I think third game, so yeah I'm happy to hold him at the moment and yeah, it's not, as I said, I don't think he, he would fit into my absolute ideal enabler, but I think he's pretty close. Um, he certainly want to get de- rid of de- him.
0: Definitely do, he'll do to overhaul for sure. Um, then there was Southampton, West Ham, not a great deal to note in this game. Just that Rice obviously got the winning goal for the game and he made 67 passes. So those that have stayed with Rice, I think most probably have sold him by now, but you've been rewarded for sticking with. Um, and then obviously we've got the Liverpool Man City game everyone knows how that went it was unfortunate for me and well, quite a few other players Cancelo only got 30 passes and 3 tackles Um, so obviously no clean sheet, no bonus it was a rare blank for him Um, all the players you'd expect for City other than Cancelo coming away with passing bonus really Another game for Rodri where he got double bonus. I always come back to Rodri as just an option, really. I know he's not the most exciting, but you can pretty much guarantee he's got five to seven points a game.
1: Yeah. I think when um, City go to Liverpool, you can almost write off kind of like bit mega hauls for the back line, really. Um, it's a pretty hostile uh, environment, isn't it? And I always feel like. When Liverpool, when it was like it was on Sunday, the back line can, can get a little bit unnerved. And you saw sort of Salah bullying a two or three of their back defenders and obviously span Cancelo for the goal. So it's like, as a Cancelo owner, I wouldn't, you know, I don't really think too much about that. And you just wait for those games where he can, where he can, he can haul in any game. So, you know, he's high quality, isn't he? But potentially, I think that Liverpool kind of away fix is probably the toughest one out of the lot.
0: Yeah, definitely, and I think the the Liverpool crowd had a real effect as well. That the atmosphere sounded unbelievable on the telly, and yeah, fair play. I think. Oh, um, I think I'd never support Liverpool in a game, but I'm quite happy they won because I think it keeps the league more interesting.
1: Yeah, I think as a Liverpool fan,
0: I think what Gary Neville said
1: was bang on. It, it was like the first time we're going to a game really where against City, where we weren't level with them in terms of or or closely neck and neck in terms of quality. there, clearly a little couple of levels or a level up at the moment anyway. So the fans obviously then made themselves 12th man, didn't they? And they were like cheering every tackle and the press was really, really aggressive and good. And, and yeah, that definitely helped the players out. I think it was Liverpool's best performance by a country mile this season.
0: Yeah, and James Milner, I was so impressed with how he played as well. Um, yeah. I think he uh, <laughs> he taught Trent a bit of a defensive lesson, I think. So, yeah, hopefully for the sake of my FPL team, Trent can come back in and start start performing again. But, yeah, I was he, really impressed with Milner. He, hum-
1: he, he humble-pied a lot of people, including myself, but then um, we were set up really, really well out of possession like it was two blocks of four, which is like it's gone back to like the Sean Dyche way, isn't it? And we see the double kind of Fabinho and Thiago center midfield obviously helped with the protection. And uh, and Harvey Elliott was good defensively, Jota was fantastic defensively as well. I think hence why he injured himself towards the end. Um, so that definitely helped the full backs out. So yeah, I think if Liverpool move forward with this formation and uh, and whatnot, then I think you're right about Trent, he could start. Returning a a
0: little bit better. Um, And then just looking at the games for the remaining games for this week. So on Wednesday, we've got Bournemouth, Southampton, Brentford, Chelsea, Newcastle, Everton, Liverpool, West Ham, and Man United, Tottenham. Um, I'm sitting in a position where I own Harry Kane, but I don't have Mo Salah, and I've got to decide whether it's worth selling, whether it's worth using a transfer to get rid of Kane for Salah even though it's like a, a sideways move for captaincy yeah maybe
1: you need to have a look at who who would be the more captained for you at least in hindsight from now till um, the overhaul Yeah. that might help you move I mean Kane has been ticking over really nicely I know we've been talking about him but he's just been returning he's had a couple of penalties but then Salah's on penalties as well so it's tricky decision and and Salah's looked great since playing centre forward. I mean, it was only a game and a half ago, wasn't it? How how things change. You know we were on the fan team one and I was saying, you know, that Salah could potentially be moved on. So how, you know, things do change quickly in football, but with a depleted West Ham back four, apparently, and potentially Salah back at the at the helm of that front line. Um, it feels
0: a bit of a scary prospect going without him, doesn't it? It does. Um, yeah, that's gonna require some thinking tomorrow night. I think. Um, any, I, I guess it's really Salah and Kane. Are you seeing anyone else that stands out to you that day? No, I'll be on. <laughs> I'll be on Salah.
1: I own Salah and Kane in both in both sides. So I think I won't even split it. I think I'll just stick Salah
0: on both of them. And then a couple of games on Thursday, we got Fulham, Villa, and Leicester. Leeds. I mean, I don't actually own him because I sold him for McAllister because I was a little bit worried about his injury. Um, But then he just started. Um, But Mitrovic is probably the outstanding captain on this day. And it may well be that I just do McAllister to Mitrovic, to be fair. I think getting McAllister for two captaincies and then back to Mitrovic is not the end of the world.
1: Yeah, my decision here is whether I keep uh, Jesus for that really nice run or if I do Jesus to Mitrovic, or if I just stick the armband on Polinia. He's proven he can get points. Um, that's a decision to make, I'm sure. I, I, I was in the same boat as you, Tom. I was all eyes on James Madison being my captain for <laughs> this night, and like you said, 95th yeah. minute, uh, yeah, it gets the, the, the yellow card and, and, and has the band. So, again, I, I, the, I, the decision there for me, um, but there could be something wangled for me. In the form of Jesus out for Mitrovic, and then maybe a Saka or Martinelli coming into that midfield for for Trossard moving forward for that little run, um, and then that might free up the money for either Allison or or um, Ramsdale in goal because I've kind of got an eye to going back to Allison again um, as a bit of a kind of not different. I suppose it would be a differential, um, and just hoping that Liverpool continue that the good the the form from City obviously there's no there's no guarantees for that but that's kind of a maybe something I would do that would be three moves though so I need to make sure now that I'm not just wasting
0: transfers to to the overhaul I want to be at about 35 something like that I think yeah I'm in a similar boat I could use a transfer on Mitrovic but I also have Polinia and Tyler Adams in my teams in both of my teams they've got both both of those players so Yeah, another one that I'm going to have to think about, really. I think I either do one of Kane to Salah or bring in Mitrovic. um, And I think I've got to decide which one of those I want to do, really. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. Looking into game week 12 um, on the Saturday, I think it's it depends, doesn't it? I think Salah has earned his right to be considered as captain for this day. So it's Forest against Liverpool, where you see the lineups, and then City against Brighton, where you don't. I mean, not that that adds anything. I think um, Haaland is is very likely to play against Brighton. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Um, but it's a, a split captaincy, I think, between Salah and, and Haaland there. Brighton, not horrendous defensively. And obviously, Forrest, we, we know we know what they're like. Um, yeah, what are your thoughts on that Saturday, mate?
1: Very much depends on how Liverpool look tomorrow night and if they can carry that on. But I think as it stands, I'd be quite happy to captain Salah on that day. Um, see the lineup. I know it's the early kick off, and people have this theory: never captain, never captain the player on the early. Um, but said if Liverpool continue with the four four two and Salah's right at the pinnacle at, at, at the front of that. This again going back to our earlier conversation, Tom, about not overthinking anything. That's a pretty good good um, game on paper, but obviously Man City at home, they're gonna want to bounce back, and they will bounce back. There's no doubt about that. So. Um I think it is going to be a fairly split day and I think that could could result
0: in some changes in the league table. Yeah, I completely agree with you mate. Um and to be honest I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to tell anyone to to pick either player. I think both of them are almost equally good captains and yeah, I think you're very wise to say just watch and see how Liverpool play on Wednesday if they can keep up the form and the quality they played against Man City with I think there's a a genuine justification to captain Salah there. I think there's also like a Cancelo or something for that day is a really good shout. Like
1: you just feel like City could come away with a clean sheet and Cancelo could pick up multiple bonuses there and assist even. I think he's a quite a viable option as well. But so so would a Liverpool defender, a Van Dijk or um, a Robbo or, or whatever, uh, even an Allison. So I think there's like three or four fairly good options on that day that could come away 20 points plus. It's just choosing the right one, isn't it, Tom?
0: Yeah, and speaking of choosing the right one, Sunday the 23rd, um, I think the two games to note where there's a captaincy is Southampton at home to Arsenal and then Tottenham at home to Newcastle. I think him, on paper, my strongest captain there is is Jesus, but I've got to decide whether I want to use a transfer to bring him in or if I'm just happy leaving the armband on Kane.
1: Yeah, because Newcastle have looked pretty solid, haven't they? Um, yeah, I think if you've got again a Martinelli, a Saka, a Jesus, that's a good shout. I think if you've got a Son or a Kane, that's a good a good shout. Tony, I think if you've got Tony v Villa, Villa look really quite crap, don't they? Um, and I wouldn't be against Mitrovic against Leeds. I think it's quite another. It's going to be a it's bit a good of a shout. Split.
0: Yeah.
1: I think I'd fancy. Do you know who I think I'd fancy there, Tom? If I had him, fancy Tony <clears throat> against Villa.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a fair <clears throat> point. He'd have rewarded his owners pretty well, wouldn't he? Two goals against Brighton, He's and then brilliant,
1: mate, isn't he? This season, I've yeah. not got, I've not had him once in the Sky. I don't think. Um, I've had him in other. I've pretty much had him all season in other formats, and the only reason I haven't is just to the fact that there's been three firing strikers at any given time, um,
0: and so you can't have them all, can you? Yeah, exactly. It's been really good this season, hasn't it? I, I remember last season we were, well, I can't remember if we had a complete shortage, but at one point I had like Ormando Broya in my Sky team just because he was cheap and I didn't have enough, there weren't enough strikers that excited me. But um, yeah, this season we're, we've got a, no shortage of choice, have we? There's, there's lots of options there. And it, similarly to the... Um, to the Saturday as well I don't think there's any reason to to definitively tell someone to captain a particular player on Sunday I think there are there are lots of options and yeah do your do your own research really and, and find the player that you prefer because like, like we said there's four or five you could pick
1: I think it's Paul McMiltie isn't it It says that on those split days you can like if you're looking to chase and that's your opportunity then to go and go with a, a bit of a differential pick and I think probably a Salah or Haaland on the Saturday is probably the wiser option but I think on the Sunday if you're looking to try and make up some ground and you know the majority are on Jesus for example or Kane like I said Tony I think is absolutely plausible um, and if he gets a couple of goals or whatever then you're, you're, you're right up the rankings aren't you?
0: Um, and then finally to round off game week 12 on Monday the 24th we got West Ham at home to Bournemouth. I'm. Um, I- I'm thinking about skipping this at the moment. I've got that schmacker or
1: whatever he's called up front on the B team if he starts. Um, Bournemouth have looked good, mate, haven't they, the last few games? Jared Bowen hasn't... He's had a couple of goals, hasn't he? But one of them was a penalty. Um, they haven't fully clicked, have they West Ham? They've improved. But there's enough. I know we can haul. I know we could come away with a 13-pointer or whatever. But at the moment... I think I might I might skip that. I don't know how much FOMO will kick in on the day. I think Solanke's a good option as well, by the way. And I that sounds crazy saying that. I think it's yeah, I think he's he's not a bad bad shout as an alternative at
0: all. The thing with West Ham to note as well is that David Moyes has been saying that he doesn't have any fit centre backs at the moment. Um, which is another reason why I'm absolutely terrified of um Salah on Wednesday. But it's another justification to to have a look at Solanke. I've already sent it on Bowen in one of my teams. Um, I just did Madison to Bowen um, ready for the Southampton game, um, which I thought was sensible, but um, it hasn't paid off so far. But yeah, I think Solanke, perfectly decent shout. Maybe you could do Mitrovic for, for the Thursday game. I'll take someone out for Mitrovic for the Thursday game. Have Mitrovic for the Sunday game as well. And then on to Solanke for Monday. That wouldn't be... That wouldn't be a horrendous set of transfers, I don't think.
1: Yeah, that's one way. You just make the two moves, and you come away with two four pointers, and leave yourself banging your head. Or uh, Mitrovic and Solanke both have good days, and you uh, and and you're well up on the move. Um, I think had this have been last season, I think a lot of people would been clambering to bring Solanke. And with what you just said about lack of decent strikers, I think at the moment there's just too many good options, unless you do a literal daisy chain move where you're going like one, two, three and back to like Jesus or whoever it is again. Um, I don't know what how I'd feel about Solanke kind of long term with a potential lack of another big striker there.
0: But I think, like you said, I would never put someone off that move at all. Um, what I thought I'd quickly do next, <clears throat> I showed last week some points per game per million stats. And I changed the filter this week just to look at the last four game weeks. Um, I don't think there are any real surprises in there. I think more than anything, this just makes me terrified of Phil Foden. I don't have him yet. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm a bit terrified, I must say. Yeah, I've,
1: I've now got him. As I said, I couldn't afford Madison to Bowen. Um, I wasn't a wholeheartedly set on Bowen either. So it wasn't like I was desperate to make that move. So I did Madison to Foden for the Liverpool game. Um I said, he had the ball in the back of the net, um, rightly disallowed, of course. Um, but I think he's a great option moving forward and up to the overhaul. So I can understand why,
0: Tom, you have a little bit of FOMO. And yeah, in terms of, um, just in terms of goalkeepers as well, because we were, um, well, it's po- quite a popular question, I imagine people trying to get rid of Dean Henderson or looking for the best goalkeeper going forward. See, top of the list in terms of goalkeepers at the moment is Kepa. I think in terms of his value, he is probably the best keeper. But if you've got a bit more budget, I'd say Ramsdale is a, is a really good shout too. Um, looking at the two together, Ramsdale definitely has the better fixtures. Um, but obviously Kepa is is, is, is cheaper. Uh, Loris is up there. Meslier as well. That's a bit of a rogue one, but Meslier is in the list for the, the last four game weeks. We've also got Guaita and Danny Ward as well. Danny Ward's only six point one million. If you if you fancy him, they've they would somehow kept some clean sheets of Leicester. I don't know how they've managed to turn it around.
1: No, I think if you did that, it's, you the money is spent out outfield. You want ten premiums, don't you? Um, yeah, I think if Kepper is the starting goalkeeper now, at least until overhaul um, ahead of Mendy, then I think he is the obvious shout. But as you said, I think Ramsdale with their fixtures towards towards the overhaul is also an extremely good good shout. And like you said, those player total points per game
0: per million um, back that up. Yeah, and I think this stat for me is almost like the Bible in fantasy football because it shows you you know who you who gives you the most bang for the buck in terms of money. Yeah. it's solid data isn't it yeah so if you pick like the top 11 players on this list per position you're probably going to be you know nearly top of the leaderboard so yeah these are the kind of stats that I I personally think people need to look at um, to see who the best picks in the game are
1: definitely mate. totally agree
0: Um, okay what I thought we'd do with the last sort of 10 minutes or so is just run through some Twitter questions because yeah quite a few Twitter questions on Twitter this week so thank you everyone that, that asked some um i'll start off with michael harland so he's asking who to captain on wednesday he's got the choice of virgil van dyke eric dyer Raya, ivan tony bowen or tiago silver he was either thinking silver or van dyke but the way tony is playing he might just go for him as a differential
1: yeah brentford at home i, I, I don't mind that um yeah, I don't mind that at all. I think I'd, I'd be between Tony and Van Dijk. I just think Van Dijk, I don't want to say it because it's just been one, one and a half games, but it looks like he you know he's probably going to get passing bonus. Um, it's probably likelihood for a clean sheet and there's probably also potential there for a goal from a set piece, especially when we talked about what we said earlier. So from those, Tom, I, I would say Van Dijk is the standout there, but I wouldn't be against Tony whatsoever.
0: Um, no, neither would I. And having watched the Villa-Chelsea game, Keppa had an unbelievable game, but I don't know if he can keep that up. Now, if Chelsea play... I didn't think Chelsea actually played that well in that game. And if they play no. like that against Brentford, I think they can get beaten. And yeah, if, if Brentford score goals, Tony scores goals. So yeah, I don't mind Tony.
1: Yeah, both good options there, Tom, I think.
0: Uh, Josh, F, So he's brought in Salah for Kane on Sunday for the three-for-one you plan to move Salah onto Jesus for the 30th. Would you stick with that plan or keep Salah until the overhaul or even back to Kane? No funds elsewhere and Zaha will be leaving for Bowen on Monday. Um, I think if we're talking about the 30th, if I just flash those fixtures back up again. So if we're talking about the 30th, was it 30th?
1: Yeah. That's so what he said, which is um Sunday.
0: Yeah, I've gone a bit far in advance for this then. Let's have a look. Game
1: week thirteen.
0: Yeah. Just looking at there's the
1: Arsenal record. Forest and there's Arsenal Forest and Newcastle No, sorry. Arsenal Forest and United West Ham, sorry.
0: Yeah. I think you've got to go for Jesus on that day, haven't you?
1: Yeah, or like a Ramsdale I mean, Tom, a Saliba. That's yeah, true. He He's possibly going to come out that day with, possibly, <laughs> come out with 10-point there. that, which would need to be a goal and, and shots bonus for, for Jesus. So I think if you don't have Jesus that day, it's not a major panic.
0: I keep forgetting about Saliba. You're absolutely right, mate. And we, we talked about those, those captaincies on Sunday the 23rd as well, Southampton Arsenal. We forgot to mention Saliba as a captaincy option this week as well. I, I, yeah, I really like uh, that.
1: Yeah, I think he's... He's just on one of those seasons, isn't he? Sort of Stuart Dallas style, you know, like which just like pops out of a goal or assist or like passing bonus for ease, clean sheet, looks like rolls Royce out on the pitch. Um it's a great option, mate. As I said last week, he's the gift that keeps giving.
0: And don't get me wrong, Jesus, he is a really mm-hmm. good player and Arsenal have got a really made a really good signing in him. But I can't say he's not been prolific, but his points have not been like world-beating. So he's on yeah. 67 points in total at the moment. And what has Saliba got? Saliba's Patrick, on remember, mate, Yeah, he had he had, a, he had a big big game Leicester, against so... Leicester. Yeah. Um and Saliba's only on 58, so they're pretty comparable. So yeah, I don't don't hate that at all, Sam. I think that's a real option. You could just captain Saliba that day.
1: Yeah, and like I said to you earlier, mate, there might be an option for me to have um like a, a Saka or Martinelli in that in the team as well. And and both of them looking great. And they're both ticking over really well. So, yeah, I think that can be covered. I can't remember his initial question now because he's sort of gone off onto Arsenal. But, yeah, there's plenty of Arsenal options there. doesn't have to be Jesus. In fact, I don't think he's he's the best option, if I'm honest.
0: No, I think that's fair. Another question. I think Saliba for that day. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, mate. And hopefully that helps you, Josh, because um, yeah, I can I can see why you're getting a bit tied up on Jesus there, but I think you could just keep Salah, and if as long as you have Saliba, of course, which I imagine you probably do, um, I think Saliba's a perfectly decent captain. Michael Harland, another question from him: How many <clears> transfers <throat> do you plan to have going into the World Cup?
1: I think I I said it earlier, didn't I? Around thirty-five. Um, what we got four four game weeks, yeah. Like ish, 40, yeah. 13, 45. Yeah. So if I'm on thirty nine or something along those lines, similar to you, um, then yeah, thirty four to thirty five, I think. Same. Um, same. Yeah. Like uh, I'm not adverse, Tom, to making three or four moves, and that would take me down to thirty five, thirty six. Um, even another one, thirty four. So I'm quite happy to the options arise from some of those little things we talked about earlier, then I'll do it. But then that's that's where I'll be. Uh,
0: FPL Spartans, regular viewer. Thank you for your question, mate. He says he's got Ruben Diaz, who he thinks is a little bit pricey compared to other Man City assets and might be subject to rotation. Would you move him to a cheaper option or just keep him?
1: So I've got Diaz in my B team and he's gone on a... He's gone since the Newcastle game. He's gone four pointer, ten pointer, five pointer, ten pointer, ten pointer,
0: five pointer. So for I would get rid of
1: him. That's just to keep. Yeah, it's it's strange. I hadn't seen that question, but I had had that question myself, looking whether to move him on, and then that's when I went through the returns on Sunday after the Liverpool game, and it and, and it basically made me just say, I'm just going to keep hold of him. Simple as that. To overhaul,
0: yeah, completely agree uh luke notley top differentials for each position goalkeeper defenders midfielder and striker allison yeah
1: salah that seems bizarre doesn't it saying that as a midfielder Um uh, i read luke's question earlier so had salah and and, and allison there uh, i think ramsdale's in for uh for, a, for a i was gonna say rams on a nomination um uh, at the uh, def- uh, sorry goalkeeper, um, defensively, I think potentially what maybe one of the Brighton boys might just take over quite nicely. And uh, midfield, have you got any ideas there, Tom?
0: Oh, we said Salah, aren't we? So you got any ideas at the top? I think someone like Rodri, or just someone like that. Really, I know he's not not exciting or gonna light the world up, but I, I do like Rodri. Um, I don't think there are many. Just don't know if you can call them differentials. I'm just looking at the list. And none screaming out at me that a differential that I think can can light the world up that people don't already know about. Maybe like Bruno Gomes. He seems to be picking up bonus a bit yeah, again. Yeah, he does. Um, but he's not really a hidden player, is he? As such. No. Um, no,
1: Foden. But I think he's just rid- risen to. He's risen to um, greater heights, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, you could look at, you could look at any of those sort of Liverpool boys really in defense midfield and attack and think they could do well. So Salah, um, obviously maybe not up front at the moment, maybe Bobby Firmino. I don't know, like he's been playing really well and not much chat about him. Um, but Robbo van Dijk, I think van Dijk is going to be again, uh, just got this feeling like getting on the Liverpool defense again, it might be premature. But they've got a really nice run, haven't they? So like a Van Dyke or um or an Allison. They've got West Ham, Forest, Leeds, uh, Tottenham, Southampton, Villa. Villa takes up to the 26th of the 12th, which is probably a bit far, isn't it? But they've got a few um yeah, so the next what? One, two, three, four, five, then. So West Ham, Forest, Leeds, Tottenham, and Southampton. I mean. I could see three to four clean sheets there, Tom, if they if they keep their act together and passing bonus in three or four of them as well.
0: I was uh, My personal pick for differential is rather than a single defender, I think it's a Man City block defence. Looking at yeah, their like four it. games up until the World Cup, I can see four clean sheets and passing bonus in those four games. Um, so if you can go for, I think, Cancelo, Diaz and probably a Kanji. Um, are probably the three that look like they'll play regularly i I just go for those three and I think that will do you quite well Yeah, nice mate, yeah, I like it I know um, City lost against Liverpool but Akanji looks, he's looked pretty <laughs> solid every time I've seen him play for City so far he's looked pretty good So, um, Next question from SkyFF Jake I've already answered this but he asks, Ake or Akanji which would you take a punt on? A- Akanji for me, like I said Same as you mate,
1: for me Yeah
0: and then Colombo. Oh, we've already answered that question. Um, so hopefully, you've got an answer for that one, mate. And that ends us quite nicely. Um, anything else to go through? Maybe a quick update of our our mini league.
1: I was. I was literally just about to do it. Do you want me to? Yeah, go for it. Um. So you and Angus is in first place uh, with one thousand and three points. And then a familiar name in behind Tim Barry with nine six three. Mark Ryan in third at nine three nine. Sean Rawlings at fourth nine three eight, um, joint with Mitchell Gregson. Um, and that makes the top five. It's nice and tight, mate. So um, yeah, I'm well out of uh, well out of the uh, running so so far. But we'll, we shall see. Tim Barry's doing well. Obviously, a familiar name there, and um, I reckon he's probably got some good transfers in hand. So he'll definitely want to want want to watch
0: from now and see how he goes until
1: the end of the season.
0: Yeah, I don't think I'll be buying myself biscuits or a mug this year by any chance. I think someone's gonna gonna win one of those. It's not us. Check that out. The guys at the top. You don't need to think about the seventy-five k.
1: Think about the pack of biscuits and the golden gold mug. That's the, the most important thing,
0: I think. Yeah, absolutely. The most coveted prize in all of fantasy football. I was going to say money can't buy, but, you know, just about can. And on that note, I think we'll leave it there. Thank you, everyone, for watching. Um, If you enjoyed what you saw, leave a like rating on the video, subscribe to our channel, and we'll be back next week with some more Sky content. See you later.